Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that Amazon Prime is free for all armadillos? It's because Rosamund Pike is an armadillo, but she's such a good actress that you wouldn't even know it. Except her tail pokes out sometimes. <laughs> That's true. That's right. Yeah, if you watch for it, just off camera sometimes. Yeah, a lot of times they CGI it out, but sometimes they miss it. Sometimes they CGI it back in just, you know, <laughs> for fun. <laughs> If they CGI it out, they have to CGI it in somewhere else. Right? You can't true. just make a tail go away. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the universe can't handle that imbalance. <laughs> For more Armadillo facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out our other podcasts, visit us at armadillo.club. Sun's going down in Bontemps, Louisiana, and things are about to get weird. Hello there, you're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Micah Sparkman. And today we're reading chapters 11 through the end of Dead to the World, the fourth book in the Southern Vampire Mystery series. Last time. Previously, Sookie gets a lead on her brother's possible whereabouts and gets laid by Eric Light, vampire fuck machine extraordinaire. <laughs> I bet you can guess which one of those two events gets more screen time in the chapter. <laughs> <laughs> so, having been deeply and thoroughly dicked, Suki continues her search for her brother with a truly concerning disregard for her own safety and well-being. She goes out to Hotshot, where she meets an inbred clan of were hillbillies who are actually pretty nice, honestly. She even gets a romantic proposal. But then Hallow and her brother show up looking for Eric, and Sookie gathers that they intend to break into her ex's house and possibly do some minor property damage. <laughs> Confronted with this scenario, Sookie does the only reasonable thing that, you know, that anyone of us would do, which is she lets slip the dogs of war on, in bloody defense of her ex-boyfriend's house. Which, <laughs> I mean, they're actually werewolves of war, but I think you get the idea, right? Um, it's still pretty bloody when uh, one of them gets hit by a car anyway. Uh, after a brief stop at the hospital to drop off the wounded werewolf and lie to some cops, Sookie heads to Merlot's for a soup war council. The next day, she joins a search party for her brother, but all they find is a pissed-off Razorback who fucks up one of the searchers. Sort of the opposite of success. But, despite her best efforts, Sookie has avoided major injury up until now, so she accepts an invitation to join the coordinated assault on the werewitches. I'm sure that's going to go just great. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 11. She and Eric do the deed, and then they drive to Shreveport. Yeah, they have a little. Uh, they have a little talk. You know, they admit that they have feelings for each other. It's kind of sweet, and then they celebrate with some wake up sixty ing Which, I mean, I gotta be honest, like <laughs> that's a lot of effort for like first thing in the morning, right? Like, there's there's like morning sex where you're like, okay, yeah, you know, it's like kind of a lazy yeah, yeah. talk, but like sixty nine is like, there's no way to do that without. That's a significant amount of effort. That's like 100%, yeah. 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 Like positioning and balance issues. It's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't do that with a vampire at all. <laughs> I mean, just like the, the fang angles are wrong for it's, the situation. That's a good point. Like, it's, it, in any situation, the fangs are something you have to think about, right? <laughs> exactly. No, no, yeah. You have to, you, I'm you, trying you, to picture this. You have to consider the geometry, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what? It makes me think of like those snakes that have the fangs that point inward, so like they can't like throw something back up. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to be really careful uh, unless you want the vampire to swallow your, your ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a non sexy way, sorry. It's somehow a non sexy way. <laughs> I think it also depends who's on top. That is true. No, you're, you're absolutely right. There are a lot of things to consider when 69ing, uh, and none of them are things that you're prepared to do in the morning. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Um, but they have, they have a, a talk afterwards and Eric asks if she wants to back out and he says he will stay with her. But Sookie realizes that that's kind of fucked up because he needs to get his memory back. 
That's right. Yeah, he he it's kind of wants to marry her. It's like she's like, you mean like marriage? Ha ha. And he's like, yes, sex. That's what I mean. Because <laughs> that's what he sounds like. Yes, Suzuki. <laughs> I would love to marry you. I would rather have you than my memory is back. <laughs> that, that, whoa. That was amazing. Was Eric in the room just now? <laughs> yeah, why didn't they choose you for True Blood? I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. right? They, they, my, my application, my demo reel must have got lost. <laughs> That's the only possible explanation. You're actually the like eighth Skarsgård brother, or however many of them <laughs> there are. Jeff Skarsgård. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So they go to the planning party. At Pam and Chow's. I feel like they already had a war council. Are they having another war council? How many of these war councils do they need to have? Didn't they just, like, last chapter they had a war council, right? That, that, was, that was like a, a, more of a post-mortem. Oh, okay. Like a war recap. So the thing in Merlots was like a, was like a pre, or a post. It was a pre-game, right? Yeah. It was yeah. a post-game before. Oh, sorry, yeah, the one thing in Merlots was a post-game, and this is a pre-game. Okay, okay. That makes more sense. That was, it seemed like they, it's a little duplicative, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's vampires and wares and witches and Alcide and Debbie Pelt, who's probably there to fuck Sookie up in some way, because yeah. that's just what she does. Fucking Debbie Pelt, man. Yep, fucking Debbie. It's, it's funny, because <laughs> the, the plan is immediately like, Sookie goes in first. I'm just like, seriously, guys? <laughs> They're like, so I think Sookie should go in first, you know? <laughs> Sookie's like, yeah, that, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. Sookie, meat shield, stack house. Yeah. I mean, yes, they're like, okay, you can read minds and scout things out, but I mean, come on. Also, I guess, presumably, to trip any magic traps that the witches have set, right? It's like... (laughs) (laughs) Right, step on any witch landmines. That's right. Yeah, I I thought, you know, Pam is kind of like, okay, so you go in there, you check it out, and then you get out of there before the action starts. And I can imagine the camera panning over to Bill, who's like, no. (laughs) Alcide is like, no. And then Eric is like, nope, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Eric, who's had his memory wiped, still knows that she's not going to do that, right? (laughs) Because he's known her for three days. (laughs) Right. Uh... Uh, I liked how about half of this meeting was taken up with Suki working out some of her relationship issues with the various people involved. It is true. There's a lot of relationship talk considering they're about to go to war. Uh, I mean, maybe that's the right time to do it because, I mean, you know, you know who's going to come out alive, right? There's people here and only like 17 of them are actually involved with Suki. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, you know, there's this incredibly awkward scene where with Debbie Pelt where, yeah. uh, where Bill... Uh, backs up Suki's story that Elsie didn't believe that Debbie tried to kill her and Elsie abjures her. Yeah. As he should. It was super awkward, though. Yeah, I was kind of cringing. By the way, is it a little fucked up that Alcide is more likely to trust Bill, this vampire that he just kind of met, and not Sookie, when Sookie's like, Debbie tried to kill me, and Bill's like, yeah, she tried to kill her. Bill was in the trunk at the time, right? He wasn't uh even, like, paying attention. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, but before that, though, because it turns out that she was joining in on the torture at the Mississippi, King of Mississippi's house. Um, so he, so she was literally physically torturing Bill and she's like, yeah, I totally did that. I didn't want to. And they're like, why the fuck were you there in the first place? And she's got no good answer. Yeah. I mean, it turns out Debbie might actually be uh, kind of a shitty human being or sorry, where person. Yeah. Yeah. So in between torturing people for fun and shoving Sookie in a car trunk for fun, that's finally enough for Alcide and Debbie's abjured. Yeah. Which I, I, we don't really know what that means, but we can probably infer that it means he, Pretend she doesn't exist, you know. I think it, yeah, whenever she walks shoulder. by, he pulls up his thumb so he can't see her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I appreciate the, the, the ceremony of the abjuration or whatever, but I feel like they should also, like, lock her in a closet, right? Like, she's the kind of person that you don't want to have, like, loose running around when you're about to go to war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah. 
But, oh, but oh, but on the bright side, even though Sookie's going in first, they're sending Bubba in with her, so that's reassuring. Yeah. Although I gotta say, of the vampires, Bubba does also sort of feel like the most expendable in some ways. Like, if you're gonna send in a vampire to trip a witch landmine, it might be Bubba, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they wouldn't be too, too sad if Bubba wasn't wandering around raising awkward questions. Yeah, <laughs> that would definitely solve a problem. But hey, if it all goes to plan, they're going to kill Hallow and use her brother to lift Eric's curse. That's right. Seems have, like a solid plan. They have a nice little chat about Bill's vacation. Peru was great. He climbed Machu Picchu. He met some crazy hidden vampires. Good times. Yeah. So I guess is this? I guess we're just supposed to assume this is just really good timing that Bill just happens to show up. Has he been around for a little? Did he fly in this morning? We don't know, right? What's he doing in Shreveport? What's he doing in Shreveport? That's not where he lives. Yeah. He because he has to be there because he's one of the he's associated with that area. So Pam. Mm-hmm said he has to be there is what oh, I'm assuming. so Pam just told him to come? I think so. Oh, okay. Since she she's kind sense. of the leader right now. She had yeah. him fly back in. That must be it. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um, let's see. All right. So they're ready to go. They drive to a neighborhood of the the neighborhood of the headquarters with Eric and Bubba, and she approaches the house with Bubba, reads some witch's mind. So, hey, that actually works. I have to... So, so while, while they're approaching, they're having trouble with this, right? Because the witches have surrounded their houses with a bunch of, like, don't bother me magic. And it occurred to me that if they sold that shit as a subscription, then they wouldn't have to be blackmailing vampires for cash, right? Like, can you imagine if you could pay, like, $100 a month and nobody would ever come to your house? That would be wonderful. That'd be pretty fantastic, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people would pay for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Witches need to, like, put that stuff out there. Because I I don't think they're, they're, they're not secret, like... Like vampires were and like shifters are, but they're not like real well known. I think. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess there's not as many of them, and but I mean, yeah, Wiccans, you know, they're they're not hiding from anyone. Yeah. 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 No, I'd buy that for sure. That's. I mean, I'm just saying, missed opportunity yeah. here. Uh, well, it, it seems like there's a lot better, many better business opportunities than starting a war with local vampires and werewolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, vampires are the kind of people that you don't want to go to war with because they can tear you uh, limb from limb with right, their yeah. bare hands. They can make a tornado hit your trailer. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. So she gets the head count of the witches who are inside, and Bubba leaves to report that to Pam. Yeah, it's funny because Sookie does like her little like wide range brain scan, you know, getting a like a head count or what brain brain count. Um, and based on a quick peek, she's like, "Yeah, they're probably all bad guys." And I was like reading the list of thoughts that she read, and like one person is like praying themselves. I was like. I don't know, Sookie. Like, really? Are we just going to... She's yeah. like, well, it's not the kind of praying that sounds like they're in danger, yeah. exactly. One person's like, I'm in too deep. And they're like, mm, oh, yeah. Hmm. But Sookie's like, nah, we're good to kill them all. Because <laughs> yeah. doesn't she even think to herself at some point, I don't know, I met the vampires first, so I'm on their side, but who knows? Maybe if I met somebody else first. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Sookie's got some, some like, moral... Moral gray area stuff going here, I guess. I bet if she fell in with some witches, maybe not these witches, but she probably wouldn't spend so much time in the hospital. Uh, you know, that's a very good point. Yeah. I think that if she joined a coven, she'd probably uh, get beat up a lot less than having joined this vampire cl- this vampire team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chapter 12. She sees from behind, and it's Holly, who is only there because Hallow threatened her son. It's funny because... You know, this is like an ambush situation, and Sookie immediately goes into brawl mode. Like, she kicks. She, like, does a judo throw. Yeah, yeah. like, she, like, throws her and has her on the ground and is, like, you know, banging her her hand against the, the concrete or whatever. Well, yeah, because she's Sookie chain fight and stack house. That's exactly right. This is why you don't fuck with Sookie. Exactly. She, they're just lucky she didn't have her chain, because then this would be... 
Yeah, Hallow would have died. Yeah. Excuse me, not Hallow. Holly would have died. Yeah, we wouldn't be having this conversation, right? No. But Holly gives her the names and descriptions of three innocent witches who have been sucked into it and don't want to be there, and she leaves. And Sookie isn't really sure how to help them. Yeah, this is a tough situation because, uh, you know, she's already given the green light to go in and massacre everyone. And, uh, well, you know, Sookie shouldn't be going into this building, but <clears throat> now it's Sookie's personal mission to save these three witches. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's happening. Oh, and uh, she recruits... Who does she recruit to help her out with this mission? Bubba? No. Debbie Pelt. <laughs> yeah. Debbie oh, Pelt. yeah. Who yeah. can you rely on? Who comes through in a clinch 10 times out of 10? Debbie Pelt. Yeah. I just feel like this is like Sookie begging for a backstabbing, right? <laughs> yeah. She's like, you, the person who definitely wants to kill me. Let's go in and uh, solve this problem. I did like where Sookie thought of Debbie Pelt. She'd come to the wrong shop if she wanted to buy some self-respect. <laughs> <laughs> nice <Daughter>. burn, Sookie. <laughs> yeah. The others show up. Sookie sends Bubba to the Wiccan allies, tells them to do a spell so they can identify the three innocent witches. Um, so Bubba goes off to do that, which is uh, unfortunate because Bubba was the one who was going to go inside and invite the rest of the vampires right. in. Which, I, we didn't know this, right? Like this 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 magic that Bubba has? <laughs> we, we Pam had told us that a little while ago and they were like, Sookie, you get close, read the minds, and get out of there because Bubba is a special vampire so he can go in well i what i see before me here is a retcon <laughs> yeah because yeah. i think i think we actually pointed out how did bubba hide that body in alcide's apartment yeah. if he can't come in mm -hmm. and so it was like oh bubba's different <laughs> yeah bubba's special yeah because of his peculiarity uh he can't place that invitation because mm -hmm. he's you know broke up in the head or whatever yeah maybe yeah. if you just drink cat blood then you can go anywhere like cats do yeah they should, <laughs> they should be studying bubba's ability really yeah they really should yeah so it's uh, so yeah. As a result, it is up to Sookie yeah. to be first through the door. Yeah, chain fighting Sookie. The tip of the spear. <laughs> Recon leads the way. Sookie charges in. Yeah. Pam breaks down the door. Sookie goes inside and invites the vamps in. Yeah, she's a good. I mean, Sookie's a good sport about the idea. And yeah, you're right. She takes takes advantage of the situation to see if she can save a couple these, of folks. These rules are kind of weird. They, she can invite them in because this is a shop. They don't live there, so she can just go in. So any human can go and invite them in. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I would have thought that they could go in anyway because it's not a home, you know. Yeah, do they have to be do they have to be invited into like a warehouse or something that they buy a warehouse. That's a good question. Well, you know the the theory. Well, they do have to because like you know the theory about Walmart, right? Hmm. No. Oh, the greeters. Yeah, the yeah. greeters are there so that vampires can go in. Oh, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sookie finds two of the innocents. Unfortunately, the third one is already dead. She pushes them out the door and old ladies be racist. She's like, get the fuck out of here. And the old lady's like, it's a bad neighborhood. She's like, you're literally in the middle of a war between witches, <laughs> evil like... witches and vampires and werewolves. Like, what the fuck yeah, is wrong the, with The you? other alternative is to be torn apart by creatures of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I guess pick your favorite option there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, honestly, the, until the magic kicks in, this, this fight's a little bit comical, just like, you know, the, the little slapstick almost, you know, as, as we're going through. But then, then the magic kicks in, things yeah. get uh, weird. Yeah, there's a heavy mist in the room, they're having trouble breathing, they can't see anything. Yeah. This is not a very good spell, right? I thought that was a lame choice, like if you're looking through defensive spells, it seems like a weird well, one. it's like Halon gas, right? Maybe it chokes everybody out? Yeah, but... Except they're vampires. Exactly, right. They know that there are vampires attacking them, and vampires don't have to breathe, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And witches, as far as I know, do have to breathe. Yeah, it seems like this, this fog affects the uh, defending witches just as much as it affects the attackers, so... Yeah, no, maybe 
maybe just like they were freaking out and button mashing and they said the wrong spell. <laughs> <laughs> Must be it. Yep. It was down then up. <laughs> the but the witches their witches make it rain to dissipate the mist. Debbie is partially chained. She attacks Sookie, but something grabs her. Thankfully. Yeah. Uh, and I was hoping this was like the end of Debbie Pelt because, you know, it said something grabbed her by the throat and squeezed. I was like, eh? Eh? Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Unfortunately not. Yep. But when the fog clears, uh, Sookie's seeing Hallow and Pam wrestle it out. Yeah. And the, and so she grabs a knife to get a guy who's trying to drain Pam while it's happening. And, uh, he ran into her knife. Yeah. That's just a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the no, guy forgot, right into it. forgot rule number one of knife fighting. Don't run onto the other person's knife. He just had like it coming. Yeah. <laughs> he ran into my knife ten times. <laughs> I gotta say, you know, like, when I look at this situation, this, this, this battle as it plays out, and I remember Sookie saying, her New Year's resolution was to stay out of trouble. It's hard to me, for me to see any decisions that she's made in here that like falls under that category of staying out of trouble, you know? Yeah, right. not one. Yep. There's like a lot of these situations where it could be like, eh, maybe I'm not going to get, get involved in here. But no, every time. Every time. So, I don't know. Uh, otherwise, the story might not be that interesting. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I liked that, that one witch that was, uh, that was attacking Pam while Pam was attacking Hallow. Because he, he was, like, biting Pam and drinking her blood. Yeah. Like, and I, I love the, I don't know, the nerve on that guy. Like, we're being attacked by vampires. I'm going to drink the blood of <laughs> these vampires. I'm going to show these vampires what's what. <laughs> it is, it is, it, I mean, it seemed to be working until Suki came up with her knife. Right, yeah. And, he, and then he ran into it. And then he ran into it. And then he ran into it. Yeah. <laughs> but the fight is over. Hallow is captured. There's a whole lot of dead things around. But unfortunately, Debbie is still alive. Yeah, she leaves. And, but also, she blames Sookie for everything. That's like something I don't understand here, right? Like, mm-hmm. in Debbie's mind, this is all Sookie's fault. Yeah. Eh, it's hard for That's a stretch. Fucking She's Debbie. just the worst. Fucking Debbie. Yep. Either way, Sookie needs to be watching her because uh, there's only one way that's going to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, also, Chow is dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Was he... See, he wasn't that important, right? No, we oh, yeah. didn't really get invested in him. Yeah. Even though he is... It is kind of like a defense against the dark arts teacher thing going on. That's two yeah. two vampires now who are bartenders who have met their untimely end. Yeah, it seems like maybe they need to be keeping an eye out for like uh, maybe a, an evil wizard with uh, who really wanted the bartending job and might have put a curse on it or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, it seems yeah. like a likely thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying Voldemort, but I'm not not saying Voldemort. <laughs> you know? uh, also, Alcee looks really good naked. We uh, found out. Suki sees it and files that away for later. As she's been covered in blood, just killed somebody, surrounded by violence and gore, but she saw everything. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'm going to remember that later. (laughs) Chapter 13. They burn down the headquarters. Pam's going to work on Hallow to get Eric's curse removed, so Hallow's in for a rough time. Yeah, burning down the, the headquarters is like classic vampire move, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. This Got is a problem burning. The second time that we had them yeah. burn down a building to eliminate a bunch of bodies, right? It, it makes me wonder how many how many actual fires there are in this world. <laughs> are there any genuine accidental fires? And, and the thing is, is, like, police are pretty good at sussing out, like, arson, right? Like... Pam is throwing gasoline around and, and lights it on fire. They gotta know this is not a naturally occurring fire. It's an abandoned store, right? This is not like, oh, hey, it's a bakery. That's you know. Yeah. Yeah, but are they? Would they be able to ID who did it though? Like they've got no reason to think it's Pam. Th- that's true. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. 
She leaves without Eric, but he catches up. And when they get home, and I found this very frightening, um, she turns on the light in the kitchen, and Debbie Pelt is there waiting with a gun, smiling at her. Yeah, doesn't even doesn't even say anything, just takes a shot. Yeah. See, the thing that would be most annoying for me if I was Sookie is whenever she goes through shit, there's always another terrible thing that happens after it. You yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. she'll be in this horrible fight, and she'll be on her way home, and, like, a car will, you know, her car will stop or whatever, and somebody will try to kill her. In this case, she, she's in this big old battle. She just wants to go home, take a shower. Fucking Debbie. Fucking Debbie. Mm-hmm. Fucking Debbie Pelt. She shoots at Sookie. Eric takes the bullet. Sookie grabs a gun and kills her. So, bye-bye, Debbie. Yeah, she must have had that shotgun, like... Right close at hand, huh? Yeah. Yeah, she said it was behind the water heater. Yeah. That's where she keeps her... Well, I guess she keeps Jason's shotgun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess uh, that that's the end of Debbie Pelt. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, she picked uh, three too many fights with Suki Stark. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with Debbie being out of the story now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Eric not only takes the bullet for her, he's fine. But he also makes her feel better for killing Debbie. He he was the one who actually stopped Debbie earlier during the fight from killing Suggy, and I sure wish he'd done the whole deed then, but oh well. Yeah. But uh, they get to cleaning, and this is clearly why vampires are so keen on burning places down, because cleaning up bodies yeah, manually this, this is... This is so yeah. annoying. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, can we just burn this place down? Like, this is my house, Eric. <laughs> Although we know that the, for Sookie Stackhouse, hiding a body is like, what, third date material? Yeah, she's done this several times. So this is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Wait. Okay, no, no. I was, I was going to say, she's, she's hidden a body with Eric before. No, but that was Alcide and Eric showed up shortly after. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But this time, she doesn't even have to go. Eric disposes of the body in the woods and also finds Debbie's car and takes care of that, too. So Yeah, he's, he's been nice doing great, right? Mm-hmm. Good good, uh, good, good buddy job here. Mm-hmm. As she's falling asleep, Sookie thinks about her ex-girlfriend kill count. And <laughs> it occurs to me that uh, Eric's uh, exes better watch their asses. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Bill's ex and now Alcide's ex. Yeah, well, just because the exes go crazy for Sookie, right? I mean, that's what I she mean, says. That's yeah, what right. Says, right? <laughs> that's right. This Sookie. is being told from her point of view. <laughs> right. Her narrative viewpoint believes that. Uh-huh. Yeah, Sookie believes that they're terrible people and they they deserve to die, but um, I don't know how we might feel about that. Maybe that's why she hasn't had boyfriends before. She, like, I don't know. Rumors started she would date guys in high school. Yeah. It wasn't the telepathy thing. She's like, Her girlfriends oh. would disappear. She's like, oh, it's so terrible. My telepathy makes everybody stay away from me. And meanwhile, everybody else is like, people die when they hang out with her. <laughs> <laughs> stay the hell away from that. Chapter 14. When Eric wakes up the next evening, the curse is lifted and he remembers nothing about his time with Sookie. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a bummer, right? Like... Eric Light was way better than Eric in, in a lot of ways, I think, you know? Agreed. And that means no more riding the Viking Vampire Express to O-Town, so, you know, <laughs> that's, a, that's a bummer, too. I, I, I think it's sad, because when Sookie first wakes up, she's praising herself about the fact that she's in the second week of January, and she's mostly managed to keep her New Year's resolution, which is yeah. not getting beat up. <laughs> dude. Like, it's like, dude. <laughs> You're like, week two of January. We, <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. But you have killed two people. Yeah. For, for the record, this is usually the point when people are still going to the gym, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, people's gym memberships aren't expiring yet, you know? So, uh, yeah. But still no word on Jason. No, still no word on Jason. She leaves for work when Pam arrives to fill 
to fill Eric in, uh, she has a chat with Sam where she realizes that the people from Hotshot aren't werewolves like she originally thought. They're werepanthers. Oh. Ding, 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 ding. So now they know the whereabouts of Jason, hopefully. <laughs> Sookie connects the dots. There's the panther print on Jason's deck. Um, and Sam says Felton, the guy who joined the search, loves Crystal. So we've got motive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a quick tie up on that red herring, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. He definitely had the wherewithal to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you called that one. You called that one early, Jeff, by the way. So well done. Yeah. Uh, they go out I to mean, Hotshot. The like every time Felton moved, she was like, "He's so smooth." Like I don't know, something really agile that that goes like through the jungle, and like his, <laughs> his eyes are really wide and luminous, like some kind of I don't know what kind of animal. <laughs> and his hands, his his hands, they turned to, into well, not not like dog feet exactly, but some sort of like what's it like a paw or <laughs> is it something flat? I don't know. It's hard to hard to say. Yeah. Well. You know, the Louisiana public school system probably doesn't have a really great biology program. <laughs> That's true. I guess. But they go out to Hotshot to talk to Calvin. So he tells Calvin about the panther print on Jason's deck, which he didn't know about. Calvin immediately realizes it's Felton. And Jason has been locked in a shed out back Felton's house. He's been bitten a whole lot because Felton was trying to turn him so Crystal wouldn't like Jason more. Yeah, jilted lover, jealous ex wants to turn a new lover into Panther. It's a classic story, really, you know? <laughs> and that, kids, is how I met your mother. <laughs> so, yeah, Jason uh, could be potentially a Panther now. Uh, They'll be, find out. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think maybe this is good for him, you know? He's like, he's a guy who's been set in his ways. He needs to broaden his horizons a little bit. Maybe being turned into a something would be good for him. Yeah. yeah. I think it, it's good. He, he needs, like, a, a trait. You know, yeah. he needs something interesting. He's kind of a boring... Dude, he's right. kind of an asshole, right? Like, yeah, his, his primary trait is kind of a, is that he's kind of a shitty person, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe being a aware person would help him a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. So she talks to Calvin. Felton will be punished, and Sookie will not talk to the police about it because Hotshot's going to have to help Jason if and when he starts turning. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty good uh, agreement to come to. Yeah, I mean, we we know that uh, Hotshot takes care of their own justice, and uh, I suspect we're not going to see Felton again. So <laughs> no. Yeah, and another mystery solved. High five, Sookie. <laughs> yeah, the, mystery, the missing Ware brother wrapped or... it all up. Chapter fifteen. Sam and Sookie take Jason home, and Eric paid her and gave her a tip, so she's now fifty thousand dollars richer. Yeah. Well, I mean, he gave her more than one tip. I'd say. <laughs> Even though he's like, you're, you're going to have to pay taxes on that. And I was like, how would you even explain that? It's just, uh, it's a, it's just consulting just services. Just a gift? Yeah. yeah, it's a gift from, the, from a business owner, right? Oh, okay. I, you probably wouldn't write it up as a gift. You'd probably write it up as, as some sort of like consulting expense. You know, she's like a private investor. Well, she's got to form an LLC, probably. Yeah, yeah. She wants to file as a company in this one. That's a good point, yeah. It's deductible business expenses, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> i I, I got to ask. So, when they get Jason home... They put some neosporin on him, put him to bed. Like to me, this is like a hospital situation, right? Yeah, he's been bit for like the last four days or whatever. Possibly yeah. frostbitten, right? Yeah, yeah, out in the cold. Hypothermia, yeah. Yeah, I, I, all I can figure is that they don't have health insurance because I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It yeah, seems like the kind of thing where they should probably get him to a doctor. So he's probably thinking, well, how's it going to help him? If a bunch of vampires just lick him. <laughs> I want to take him to a hospital. <laughs> That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for all Sookie knows, right? Yeah. 
they're also trying to figure out what to say about Jason uh, because, you know, can't exactly tell people that he was abducted by a jealous panther. And for those keeping count at home, this would mark the fourth time that she's lying to police in a criminal investigation <laughs> in the first two weeks of January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just don't have a good story about it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Sam is there and uh, he's she's... She's relieved. She's super relieved for having this money because she's been under a lot of money stress. And Sam is very sympathetic about it. You know, her boss. Uh-huh. <laughs> if she, only there was something he could do. I know, right? He, he starts to say something. You know, you could... And I thought it seemed a lot like he was going to be like, you could ask your boss for a raise. <laughs> but then he's like, no, 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 no. You could, uh, you know, ask somebody else for help. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if only yeah, if only there was some way that the yeah. waitresses at Merlot could make a living wage and not be like always hard up for cash. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> huh. He'd probably be like, maybe she should work some more hours, work some overtime, pick up some extra shifts. <laughs> right. Yeah, just show a little hustle. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Jason's back and saying he doesn't remember anything. Eric called the police in Shreveport to say he also had memory loss. Yeah. Which they're having trouble swallowing. Yeah, I do love this. The solution to sorting out Jason's problem is essentially the like old Republican in a congressional hearing solution, right? Which is <laughs> yeah, like, so I, I don't no remember memory. anything. <laughs> I have no memory of that. I don't recall. What happened? Either. I don't remember. How'd you get all those bites? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're naked four days later covered in animal bites. No idea what happened. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Slipped and fell. The weirdest thing, yeah. <laughs> uh, the police are not crazy about that response. Yeah. No, but what can they do? Yep. It's an infallible defense. It's what we've learned. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Eric comes to visit that evening. Um, Hallow's gone. He's wondering why there was brain tissue on his coat sleeve. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, Eric doesn't remember what happened, but it's clear that, like, he knows something happened, right? Like, he's, he's missing a few days, and he can kind of infer that, there's something that's like not telling him. Yeah. But she decides not to tell him, which I think is probably the right decision here, right? Yeah, don't tell Eric anything. No way. Yeah. Not th- this Eric is not the kind of Eric you want to have like anything hanging over you, including like uh, yeah. a dead body. I think it's already a problem that he knows there was some violence that happened. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. One of the Shreveport wares shows up because Debbie's missing, but they don't think Sookie actually did it. They just think that she left town because Alcide abjured her. Yeah, it's and, funny. Sookie's response is, so you think she came to talk to me? And they're like, no, no. I think she'd, what, what did she say? I think she'd probably better, no, she'd probably prefer to like eat glass than talk to you. I was like, that's probably about right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she ate a bullet instead. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Eric finds Sookie's coat with Debbie's matter mm-hmm. on it and tells her to burn it. Yeah, I, I gotta say, in Eric's, you know, to Eric's credit, he doesn't, he doesn't say shit here, right? Like he... He knows something's up, and he could probably make her life a little bit more difficult by saying anything. Mm-hmm. He just stays quiet. He's like, yeah, you should burn that coat. And he gives her a nice new coat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Eric gives good gifts. He gave her the gravel. He gave her a coat. Yeah, very yeah. practical, you know? Yeah. I appreciate practical gifts. Things she needs. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I liked how, how Sookie feels bad about killing Debbie. Uh, it's just, you know, a lot of books... There's just this kind of graphic violence that doesn't have any consequence, any like emotional consequence. Mm-hmm. True, yeah. But Suki, you know, seems shooky uh, <laughs> by her by her murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, it makes sense, right? Like, yes, she knows that Debbie deserved it, but it's it's pretty like horrific violence that she had to deal with, and then she had to clean it up afterwards. So, like, uh, like that's gotta be 
just awful, right? Yeah. 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 But I guess uh, Debbie's going to be an unsolved mystery, huh? You never <laughs> know. True. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this this was this was fun. I I do feel like this is. I don't know if this has been the case in all of them, but it, it does feel like almost like a a rushed wrap up in the last couple chapters. You know, the Jason story. The Jason story mostly. Yeah, yeah. Dude, this is how the last at least two have felt to me. Yeah. Like there was the. Remember the Lafayette's death? Yeah. Yeah. And then she just goes to Dallas and, and dorks around in Dallas for a while and then comes back in the last chapter. It's like, oh, it's, he was at this like sex party. And then yeah. she goes there and the, the Minad shows up and kills everybody at the end. Yeah, kind of hastily solved. It's almost like she has two different like story ideas and she kind of tries to put them in the same book. And one of them gets way more attention and the other one's kind of like okay well that's this yeah it's kind of a formula thing i think a lot of books are like this and also a lot of tv shows are like this right Mm -hmm. you probably heard of like the a A plot plot and the b B plot plot. yeah that's exactly what this is there's an a plot and a b plot and in a good uh piece of work like those they kind of inform each other and they kind of back each other up uh and this is and you know sometimes they also just feel like two different things that are unrelated yeah Yeah. I, i think in this story at least for most of it, it was plausible that Jason could be part of the A-plot and then ends up being the B-plot. But yeah. particularly with the Lafayette story, it was like, okay, that has nothing to do with what's happening here. Yeah. We don't even care what happened to Lafayette until we get back, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it, it's definitely a different different approach. But, but uh, you know, honestly, there's still a lot of fun to read. So, yeah. yeah Agreed. Sure. Uh, I thought this one was darker, grimmer. Oh, than yeah? The previous ones. Yeah, you know, because there's the whole, like, she doesn't have a happy ending, basically, on almost any way. Yeah. Like, she doesn't... She, you know, has, like, some happy times with Eric, which is the first maybe uncomplicated relationship she's ever had with uh, somebody that has no memories. Right. <laughs> and, and has no personalities with blank slate. And then that person just disappears at the mm-hmm. end. And she's like, well, I just don't get that again. It was kind of sad, right? Like It that, was. Because it, it felt like, she, for for whatever it was worth, she was developing, like, a, a real, like, connection with... Eric Light, and right. then yeah, that 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 person has just died essentially, right? It's yeah. Like it's like she'd probably be in mourning. Yeah, and then and Jason turns up, but he's been the victim of kind of a horrible assault, and it's got, uh, clearly going to affect him uh, going forward. And so that's kind of that's kind of dark. And also, she killed Debbie Pelt, which is pretty awesome, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she, you know, that's that's beyond way past Sookie's boundaries, you know, of what she wanted to do. Yeah. You know what she didn't do this book though. End up in a hospital. Uh, sorry, end up with herself in a hospital. I guess she went to a hospital. That's first true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't get didn't get brutalized. So all the people that tried to put her in a hospital wound up in a morgue, <laughs> <laughs> or in a hole in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Debbie Debbie's going to ever make her way to a morgue. Yeah. But yeah, it felt it felt grimmer and darker to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. It was still readable, and uh, there wasn't as much humor. I thought there wasn't. I noticed that. Yeah. yeah. But I still enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Like I said, I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Next time, we're actually going to go into Dead as a Doornail, the next book in the Southern Vampire Mystery Series. We'll be reading chapters one through five. 
Uh, I am Alice Sullivan. That is Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Mike Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. And if you ask us a question, we might even answer it on air. Please share this with anybody who you think will like this. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this, especially on iTunes. Please check out our Patreon at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Good, good night, night. Okay. okay.